This is Cardinal Truth, and this is chapter 20. This is the third podcast of season two. My name is J.D. Lehman. My wife and I, Carrie, we lead a church in Oak Park, Illinois, which is just on the west side of Chicago. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to stop in, say hi, let us know you found us via a podcast. That'd be awesome. A couple of housekeeping things before we get started to roll. Today should be Tuesday, January 14th, and last night you should have watched the Ohio State Buckeyes win the national championship in the college football playoff. I am trying to be prophetic here, and even though I am not a Buckeye fan, I am a Big Ten fan, and so we'll see how I did. Second, if this podcast has been fruitful in your life in any way, would you do me a favor and rate it or give me some type of review? Those types of things go a long way to helping my visibility in a giant sea of podcasts. I'm not really interested in getting 50,000 downloads a week, though if that were to happen, that'd be amazing. What I am doing is I'm trying to fulfill the call that's on my life, and that call is to have an impact. And so if you would do that for me, that would help my visibility, and therefore we could get out there a little bit better. Awesome. This podcast, number 20, is going to be about theological evolution. And if you didn't listen to last week, which was kind of about this strong-willed, rigid approach to our faith, then I suggest you pause this one, go download 19, listen to that one, and then catch back up and we'll still be here. I want to talk about this idea that all living things change. The only things that don't change are dead things. And so as we are living and as we are evolving and as our love is becoming deeper and as our knowledge is growing, as our psychological development is changing, I want to make sure that we are leaving space for our faith to continuously evolve, that we are theologically evolving to keep up with the rest of our bodies. I have a few simple tips to this on how I started to do it, and then I want to invite you into that process as well and see where we can start to build something, because the rest of this season we'll be talking about issues surrounding faith, surrounding some of these ideas that kind of push the boundaries. First of all, before anything else, you have to realize that your evolution, your growth, is your responsibility. I say that a little tongue-in-cheek, but people oftentimes miss this. If you aren't willing to take responsibility for your growth, you're going to get lackluster results. In my first life, I was a commodities trader. And for nearly 20 years, I was on the Chicago Board of Trade. I did over 150 interviews for young guys, mostly young men, like myself, who were anxious to get in there, cut their teeth, and make their millions. At one point, I was giving interviews for a buddy's firm just because I did a good job at screening people. At the end of the interview, a couple of the kids would often ask, oh, okay, so what should I, what should I read? What, what book should I go and study up on so that you give me the job? And I always gave them this book called Reminiscence of a Stock Operator. That's a really old book. It's about 100 years old. You can find it on Amazon. I think you can download the PDF for free now. It's so old. But in it, it tells the story of the protagonist whose name is Jesse Livermore. And Jesse had a famous quote that always stuck with me, and it transfers not only from stock trading 
but into life as well, especially into this theological realm. And I'll read it. He says, he's talking to an individual about stock tips, and he says, if I buy stocks on Smith's tip, I must sell those same stocks on Smith's tip. I'm depending on him. Suppose Smith is away on holiday when the selling time comes around. A man must believe in himself and his judgment if he expects to make a living at this game. That is why I don't believe in tips. That was something that I always held to. You don't take a stock tip, you do your own research. You don't, you don't have somebody else's hearsay information because even if it works out, are they going to be there to tell you when to get back out of the trade? The same is true in our faith. If you simply take the pastor's word for it, or you simply take your friend's word for it, or even, God forbid, you even just take your parents' word for it, and you don't do the work on your own, you don't do your due diligence in your own relationship with Christ, you'll end up being lost at sea. What happens if the pastor changes his opinion? What happens if he has a moral failure? What happens if something happens in your life that doesn't fit the predetermined box? Well, I'll tell you, if you've done some of your own research and you've done some of your own work, those issues, though complicated and messy as they might be, you might still be able to work the framework of them and to figure out how to get back in. If you haven't done the work, it shatters your box, and what oftentimes happens is you become disenfranchised with religion and you become angry at God. Two things that might be inevitable, but also, realistically, I would love to have done the work ahead of time so that when those problems come up and when those emotions rise to the surface, I'll actually have something to combat them with. So first and foremost, you got to start doing your own work. In a later podcast, we're going to talk about what doing your own work looks like, but just for some very simple suggestions, find some books that you disagree with theologically and read them. Learn why you disagree with them. Read scripture. Listen to other people read scripture. Ask for opinions. Listen to people who don't think like you. Find friends that aren't of the same socioeconomic, same ethnicity, same background. Expand your borders. There's countless podcasts, hundreds of podcasts out there. There's great books. Explore some things and start to understand why you believe what you believe. Those are just some very basic things. Ask your pastor questions. Ask what they believe. Do you believe that same thing? It's okay to disagree, as long as you stay in the room together and continue to work on your relationship with Christ. Okay, number one, it is a participation sport. You must take responsibility for your own growth. Second, listening is not hearing. When you start to find voices around you that sound different, listening to them is simply acknowledging that there is noise coming out of their mouth and that nothing is really impacting you. Hearing them is listening to their heart, listening to the genesis behind the words, trying to understand and sympathize and empathize, trying to match equations, trying to figure out what it is that they're talking about so that you can internalize it so that there can be some type of synergy between the two of you. You have to always have an approach 
that other people have good intentions and good things for you. You have to create a dynamic environment around you where you're allowing growth, but you're allowing people to start to speak into you. Now, some of you are probably throwing up the red flag saying, listen, what if that person deceives me? What if they actually believe something that's not in the Bible? What if, and what if you do too? Like that's the silliest question ever. Do you believe you're not deceived? One of my former teachers and instructors in life always would say deception is a funny thing because you don't know you're being deceived. Okay, so we got to take input from other people. We got to find people that we love, people that we trust, people that we respect, people that challenge the way we think, and we got to start to take input. This is not a freelance operation to destroy the foundations of your faith. This is an opportunity to add an addition onto your faith and to, to increase the footprint of your foundation, to cover more territory, to be more inclusive, to have more ideas, to understand better. If your theology is going to evolve, it needs to have new nutrients. It needs to have new inputs. Plants don't grow without sunlight. I guess there's probably a joke there with S-O-N and S-U-N, but you need new sunlight in areas of your life that might not have had any growth recently. Finally, so let me recap. First of all, it's your responsibility. Second, you need to listen and get good inputs. And third, you need to spend some time in prayer. Prayer is one of these things that has been a constant in my life. When you take issues to Christ, you should not only pray with your mouth and give him what is going on in your life, you need to sit there and listen for the response. So many times, and I harp on this all the time, so many times we just blaze forward and never listen. Blaze ahead. These are my wants and needs. What do you think about these? You said, yes, I'm in. And we never take the time to listen. So my challenge is if you're going to if you're going to take the effort to own your own growth and you're going to start to reach out to people and listen to their input, bring it back to God and listen to God's. Pray. Invest in something. Invest in that time where you sit and meditate with the Most High. And remember, that once this ball starts rolling, it'll only be in hindsight that you look back and you see that goodness and mercy were following you all the days of your life. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed, please rate us and subscribe. All of the music was created and produced by Hello Wonder Music. You can find them at hellowondermusic.com. For more information about JD and the church he and Carrie co-lead, including our weekly podcast and upcoming events, please visit greaterchicagochurch.com.